Remember the story of Peter, how Peter walked on the water because Jesus gave him the word, come. And as long as Peter had his focus on Jesus, he could walk on the water, he could defy gravity, he could defy the sea and the storm. But for whatever reason, Peter took his gaze off Jesus and focused on the storm and he began to sink. Now, there is a lot of lessons we can learn from that. But one of the, the great points from that scripture is that your faith or your doubt is this, your faith or your doubt is, is as strong as the area of your focus, as the thing that has your attention, thing that has your focus. And when your, your gaze is on the right quarter and your faith is strong, you'll be able to move mountains. Trials and situations or limitations cannot bring you down when you are drawing your enablement and your sustenance from the Father of Light Himself. All right. But today's focus is not about the, the focus that changes things around you. We will go on to see from this scripture that Peter, this same Peter, who focused on Jesus, had his faith strong enough to walk on the water, define the sea, define the storm, would deny Jesus three times later on. So we are not dealing with that which changes things around you alone today. Yes, the faith of the faith, our faith that grows through focus on Jesus can affect things going on around us and everything that comes our way. But today's focus on to deal with that which changes you as a person. You see, let's not be the people who share about the possibility while we miss the way. Let's not be the people who set others free on this journey while we miss our way on this beautiful adventure with the Lord. But let's be the people who show others the way and we have our lives as living evidences of what this way can do to a person. And so there's so much you and I can be for the Lord. Where you are right now is the least place you can be as a believer. There's so much we can do. There's so much I can do. There's so much you can do. There's so much I can be and there's so much you can be. But the question still remains this. Are we focused on that portion, on that person, on that source of life where we can draw the strength and the life to be able to be this and do all that God has destined for us to do? We are going to find out more on today's episode of Moment of Clarity. Hello everyone, my name is James George and I welcome you to today's episode of Moment of Clarity. On the Moment of Clarity podcast, it is my passion to bind you to Jesus Christ by bringing to your attention some of God's truth that you may miss as you go about your day-to-day -day business as a believer. You see, the Bible has told us that the Word of God is light, that lights up our path and guides us in the way that we should go. And so many times we are so busy with our businesses that we miss some of these practical issues that will help us represent Jesus Christ on the earth as we make our journey towards the kingdom. I encourage you to participate in my podcast that I release every week. Make sure you catch up with past episodes and subscribe so that you do not miss the following episodes that I release every week. And God bless you. Let's dive into today's episode, shall we? Welcome back. Permit me to begin by saying that every physical structure that you see today has or had a blueprint or a model that or with which it was built, you know, and the outcome of that physical structure that you and I both see uh, is, is, is greatly dependent upon that picture that or that standard, that model that was visualized by the owner of the building. So while the building may be going on, 
the contractors or those who are laboring in the house would always refer back to make sure that they are you know in sync with that blueprint with that picture so that they can produce you know the produce the physical replica of that now a disappointing project is one that does not look anything or or it looks less it does not look anything like the picture that the the owner of the house visualized or like that model or that blueprint and it looks lesser than what was expected so in order to avoid this disappointment the contractors the builders would have to go and refer back to the original blueprint i believe you get the picture now now somebody it's possible that one of the builders or the con contractors or the you know the the architect could say well i already know this is what this person wants he wants a big house he wants three bedrooms he wants this that's all and he doesn't refer to the blueprint to see the how to see what it will look like to see the exact picture and the model he may end up building something else for the owner of the house okay and this reminds me of the story of moses as written in the scriptures when god gave moses the order to build the tabernacle god gave him strict instructions to adhere take note of these words to the pattern that was shown to you on the mountain which pattern the pattern god had given to him on what the tabernacle should look like and so no matter how much effort will be put into this work no matter how much sacrifices people would make in order to bring this work to being Moses had one strict goal to reproduce the blueprints that God had given to him. So even if it means adjusting something that so much effort has been put into in order to get that work done the way God wants it to do, Moses was willing to go that mile no matter who he had to offend along the way. And so even if it means even destroying something that has already been done, remember it's all been done in the name of the Lord, but it must be done according to the pattern, according to the model. Today's focus is not about Moses, it's not about the model, but I believe that as we move on in the next few minutes, you're going to understand what is it I'm talking about. But the fact that Moses is going to destroy or should destroy anything that is not going to look like what God has given to him is something that you should take note of. That's why I want us to take this episode very, very seriously. In one of Paul's letters, Paul writing to the church told them, my beloved children for whom I am traveling so that Christ may be formed in you. So that Christ may be formed in you. One of the things I believe about every Christian is that every child of God is meant to be on a steady quest with all strength, with all passion and with all intensity to become more and more like Jesus. In other words, like the building I made reference to at the beginning of this episode, Jesus is our blueprint, Jesus is our model. Jesus is what you and I must want to become like in every ramification of life. Not like my pastor, not like the church leader or anybody. Don't get me wrong, all of these people are God's blessings to us who are meant to show us certain things we are not formally aware of in our work with God. And the, the main responsibility of every church leader in the body of Christ is to help us to know Jesus more and more through the things they teach us and through the life they show us and as we follow Jesus as we know Jesus by listening to them and following them we can be able to easily follow them as a people you will agree with me that it will be it will not make sense to say I'm following Jesus when all I see is a man because when that man veers of course from following Jesus because I don't know Jesus or what Jesus does or what Jesus would do I would actually follow that man right and end up stumbling in error because i don't know any better 
So the responsibility of every teacher, of every preacher, of every pastor, of every leader is to point us to Jesus. While they follow Jesus, we watch their example and follow after them. And therefore, when as long as they follow Jesus, we are submissive, we are following them. But the moment they veer off course, we are able to know when to stop and when to keep, uh, when when to make the adjustments needed for our lives as well. But again, like I said, this is not about your pastor. This is not about anybody else. This is about you and Jesus Christ. About the knowledge of God for yourself. It is my prayer that you and I will go on to know the Lord for ourselves, to walk with Him as we continue to submit to those He has given to us while they are also following Him in Jesus' name. But let's come back to what we are talking about, focusing, focusing on Jesus Christ. But hold on a minute. When, what does it truly mean to focus on Jesus Christ? What does it mean to have our eyes on Jesus Christ? It means to make Jesus Christ the standard of your life. It means to make Jesus Christ the blueprint. It, make, it means to make Jesus Christ the measurement for everything that you must be and do as you walk the face of the earth as we prepare for eternity you see and how do we do this we do this by exposing ourselves to his word what were the kind of things jesus said while he was on earth what was jesus talking about let us also look at his lifestyle number one his words number two his lifestyle we can find this recorded in the scriptures at least and then thirdly we get that true fellowship with him that the more we spend time with him in personal devotion we get to know him better we get to understand his will for us and through his spirit that we are getting used to on the inside of us we can now know this is what the lord would want me to do this is what the lord would want me to do this is what the lord has said this is what the lord has said i should not be involved with and gradually this transmission can happen i would want you to know this please that this mindset this this, this action Alright, this pattern of living is going to change your personality. It will have an effect on the kind of person that you are, on the kind of things that you do as an individual who is on a journey with Jesus Christ. But actually, there is a trend that I noticed in the body of Christ, which I just, just hit it a little bit today. It is the event, and permit me to say that this trend has actually led to some of the seeming divisions that we have in the body of Christ, and not only that, it has also gone on to cause some hindrances to many people coming into the faith. This is the event in which one believer comes into a new light or experiences something new with God and then makes it his assignment to point out everybody who has not yet come to that place as being less of a Christian than they are. That point where the believer that person comes to the point where he has seen something, he has experienced something and anybody else that does not agree with that does not walk in it does not experience it the way he does or does not it's not even there or maybe they are doing something else to him they are nobodies they are not good enough they are fake they are wrong and they are all going to hell these are the person who puts it upon himself to now give the verdict of eternal damnation to everybody saved or unsaved it doesn't matter who you are as long as you are not like them as long as you are not with them as in on the same uh, frequency you are not with God. This strength, brothers and sisters, is instrumental not in the hands of God, but in the hands of the devil. Because you see, your work with God is more personal. It's more about you and God than other people. It's very important that you take note of this. And usually, I have a question for most of these believers, with all respect. It's, when you give your life to Christ, how did you come to Jesus? Did you come to Jesus because you had an aim to actually crush everybody else and prove a point to people? 
Did you come to Jesus because you were good enough? Did you come to Jesus perfect? Or even while you were a believer, did you attain these levels overnight? Did you just boom and you are up there? No. God was patient with you, inviting you in, forgiving you, helping you, answering your prayers, loving on you. And now you've encountered this. What's the first thing you want to it's not This is not the character of Christ. And this is why you would see that many believers would appear in certain places. And, and it's, it doesn't look like Jesus. Why did I say that? If you read through the Bible, you see when Jesus comes to a place, even the people that dislike him would want to come close to him. Even that pe the people that he constantly resisted wanted to come close to him. There was something unique about his person. There was something they saw. There was something they witnessed. And they gave heed to his word. Even if they would resist him, even if the Pharisees wouldn't believe him, they still respected him as a person. I'm not going to go into that today, but I want to talk about us today. It is when we focus on Jesus. Some of these things we may not know, but they are instruments in the hand of the devil. And Satan knows something amazing is going to happen in your life if you keep your eyes on Jesus. He knows that your life is settled as long as your gaze is on Jesus. So he provides certain distractions. I like to call them spiritual distractions because they look spiritual, they look healthy, they look safe, but they are destructive both to you and to everyone you come in contact with. And so, the devil makes you take your eyes away from Jesus and you begin to pinpoint other things. Your, your gaze on Jesus is what will help you to see the heart of Jesus towards those who are weak or those who are not even saved at all. Now, please understand me. I do not mean that you tolerate sin in your life. I do not mean that you entertain everything that goes. I'm saying you begin to see like this same Jesus who when a prostitute was brought to him, he did not join the crowd to stone her. I would not. I, I would want you to see through the eyes of Jesus, who, when he met with the tax collector, he did not remind him of what he was doing or who he was, but he showed him the person he could become. I would be telling you about the Jesus who, after meeting the closest friend he had, who had denied him three times when he resurrected, he never mentioned that to Peter anymore. Does that mean he tolerated that sin or he enjoyed that sin or that action? No, he did not. But the truth is this, that God has a heart for these people. God had a heart for his people. God has a heart for you. And the same mercy you've enjoyed is the same mercy God wants everyone else to enjoy. And he wants to use you at that vessel. But in order for you to be that vessel, you have to be transformed into Jesus. In a sense, you get what I'm saying? You have to become Jesus. You have to become like Jesus to be that vessel through which he's able to extend this to other people so when you take your eyes off jesus you begin to see more of offenses more of limitations more of weaknesses and like i said earlier this is not just about the things that are happening around you like your problems your mountains and everything you know when you focus more on your mountain it becomes more bigger when you focus on jesus you see the strength of his power but now i'm talking about you the things that you deal with on your journey to becoming more like him because the devil places them in front of you and i i believe that many things that we do are simply because we've taken our eyes off our blessed savior and we are putting it on things. For example, when a person who starts well begins to serve their belly, it's because they are beginning to focus on things rather than on the Lord Jesus. When I'm beginning to keep an offense in my heart for years and for a long time and refusing to let go, I've stopped looking at the Lord Jesus and I've begun to look at these things which are by the wayside. When I begin to look at what am I going to gain as I'm serving God, I'm taking my eyes off the original blueprint that God has for me. Because you see, as long as I keep my eyes on Jesus, 
the more I'm going to see that he is my satisfaction and everything I could ever need anyway is found in him, the more I'll find out that he's the one who heals my broken heart, that I'm not going to get better by looking at what someone has done to me or whether there's been a crisis or a disappointment in my life or any such thing. It's when I keep looking at Jesus that I know that I can be better. There are possibilities I can achieve with him. But when I look at the world, when I look at people, when I look at myself, I may not see anything that would want to keep me going on this journey. Because based on us, based on ourselves, we come to him raw and we are filled with so many limitations and so many weaknesses. But when we keep our gaze on him, what's in him can transcend into us. And remember at the beginning of this episode, I was telling us that this is not about changing what's around you, but about changing what's in you while changing what's around you. It begins with you. It begins with you. Let's not be the people who focus on persevering through difficult times and we are very patient with suffering. We are very patient with the crisis of this life. But we lack the, face, the, the character of the Spirit of God that is required for us to actually walk over these things. That is required for us to walk over the crisis of life that God has ordained for you and I to walk over. The Bible says that they looked to Him and their faces were radiant and they were not ashamed. No wonder Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 and 2, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2 especially, told us how we can run these ways as Christians by looking unto Jesus. By looking unto Jesus. So that means that just like the psalmist said, they looked to him, their faces were radiant and were not ashamed. So that means my partaking of the glory of Christ and my ending in honor would be very much dependent on my gaze on Jesus, whether I have my eyes on Jesus. Remember I said this in our last episode, that you look very much like the thing that has your attention. You look like the thing that has your attention. So you have the choice today. Who do you want to look like? Who do you want to become more and more like? Like Jesus or like somebody else? You know, the, 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 the trend, this trend must stop. That trend of where you test how spiritual you are by looking for how many weak people around you. There are a lot of believers who do this. You know, we test how strong we are. We test how powerful we are by looking at how many people around us who are weaker than us. We test how prayerful we are by counting how many people who cannot pray as long as we are around us. No, that's not how strong you are. You measure yourself by looking at Jesus Christ. Am I growing? Am I becoming better? And listen, it's not a competition. This is a journey between you and God. It's not about you and people. It's about you and the Lord. So today I want to help you to see how valuable your focus on Jesus is. That it's not just, it's not about looking at other things. It's about focusing on Him and becoming more and more like him. I want to help you to see that your focus has a great role to play on the kind of person you are becoming each and every day as a child of God. Today I would like for you to pray and talk to God to help you to fix your gaze on Jesus. Ask him to help you see those areas that where you've taken your eyes off of him and to fix it back on him. To help him to see those things he wants you to take your eyes off and those things he wants you to begin to fix your eyes upon. As you do this, I am praying for you that you continually become more and more like the person God has ordained for you to be in Jesus' name. Amen. My prayer that we will not sing like Peter in the presence of the one who has died and resurrected so that you and I can walk on the water. I hope you were blessed by today's episode. Do well to join me on next week's episode of Moment of Clarity for another amazing time together. Until next time, I pray that you will be bound to Jesus Christ. I remain your humble host, James George. God bless you.